Welcome to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio, supported by Real World at reelworld.com and Replay Radio, keep up with what the hottest stations are doing. Replay Radio will schedule and record any streaming radio station or show automatically. And the integrated media guide makes it easy to add a station or show with a single click. Try Replay Radio free by clicking their ad at brandwidthondemand.com. Brandwidth On Demand. Rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be. A respected film producer, radio personality, and best-selling author. A San Diego radio show has released a viral hit that is striking a chord with local sports fans. I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, men like to fiddle with your boobs like it's a radio. <laughs> Now your guides through the media morphosis. Noted communications second generation broadcaster and media strategist, David Martin, and author of the book Brandwith, media branding coach, Kipper McGee. Welcome to Brandwith On Demand, the podcast about making great radio. And radio is not just about on air anymore, if it ever was. It's about oh, all kinds of channels, all kinds of multi-platform things. And we'll be talking about that today with a gifted talent, Kipper. Indeed, BJ Shea, morning guy at KISW. Uh, he's been a trendsetter, he's a leader, and he is number one in the market. Doesn't get much better than that. What a great honor it is today, Kipper. We've got B.J. Shea, who has made stops in Rochester, Phoenix, San Francisco, and then finally Seattle, where he did the impossible. He replaced Howard Stern on 99.9 KISW, the Rock of Seattle, and the numbers improved and have never been better. A phenomenal talent. B.J. Shea said, great art comes from crazy people. <laughs> hey, B.J., how are you? Just as crazy as I've always been, Dave. How about yourself? Wonderful, thank you. Uh, but, good, good to have you here too, buddy. Well, great, BJ. Thanks for joining us. As a kid, you've said you have dreamed of being a morning show at a big rock station, so you're there. Yeah, it's it really is a dream come true. I used to listen to the legendary Charles Laquadera in Boston. Grew up with the Big Mattress, and that WBCM was an amazing rock station, and uh, that was the cool place in my generation. We all listened to in the Boston area. We loved that place, and I thought. Uh, man, wouldn't it be cool if I could work at a place like that? And uh, I am working at a place like that at KISW. It's an amazing rock station in Seattle. So yeah, when absolutely. did you first know that radio was for you? I was uh, I was 15 years old, and and since Dave is familiar with the Boston market, he's going to remember this uh, show called The Sports Huddle with uh, Eddie Endelman, Eddie, Mark, and Jim. And when I was a young kid, I used to try to win baseball tickets for the Red Sox games by calling in and doing impressions of different sports announcers uh, that were in Boston. <laughs> and I didn't always get through because they didn't like kids coming through, so I really had to work on dropping my voice as low as I could to get through on the phone lines on, on Sunday nights. Uh, in my in my basement of my home and my parents were like what are you doing down there because we didn't have heat down there and i'd be calling in the middle of the winter trying to win. uh and that's when i knew when i heard myself on the radio listening back for those you know seven seconds that i got i realized hey this is fun i wonder uh, i wonder if i could ever do this someday well bj is a leading morning show host 
What would you say is the biggest misconception that other radio people have about your job? I think the biggest misconception is they think that I am what they hear on the radio. Um, Our business definitely has a lot of people who are, they they claim to be real. And in the 80s, real radio became a thing that everybody wanted to do. And I always laughed at that because the, the very accomplished folks in real radio still were great performers that were basically performing like they weren't performing. Uh, and so I've, the, the misconception is, is that people think that I'm not performing. They think I'm this guy that they hear that shows up at conventions. That Because anytime I basically talk into any microphone, no matter where the microphone is, I am always performing. And a lot of people don't get that, including many, many manager, members of management in the industry. They just don't understand that, which saddens me because – we're a great industry that we're an industry that basically, and I said this at a conference recently that, you know, we, we, we convinced the entire country we were being invaded by Martians. Radio is a great performance industry. And, uh, sometimes our own people don't know that. You raise an interesting point too about management. Uh, now you've got a big time show. You got Megs, you got your whole crew. What should a new PD know about the care and feeding of a big-time successful show like yours? Well, you know, if you're coming in, I tell everybody, if you're the new person, no matter who you are, even if you have management stripes, uh, anybody knows if you're coming in new, you've got to get the trust of the people that are there. You really, before anybody will listen to anybody, you've got to trust them. I mean, that's just human nature. And I, I would tell anybody, if you're a new person in any situation, no matter what your level is, Get them to trust you first. Uh, we have a great general manager, a market manager by the name of Jack Hutchinson. And Jack's an amazing talent uh, as far as a market manager goes. Man, I, I haven't worked for anybody better. When he came in, he didn't try to tell us to do anything. He really just slowly but surely built up our trust since we were an established show and he was just getting there. Um, and that's a beautiful way to go about it. Get the trust of the people you're working with or the people that are working for you if you're new. That's the best thing to do in any situation, in my opinion. No, BJ, that's spot on. I don't care how much you know until I know how much you care. Yeah, I like that. I might have to steal that from you, Dave. Please, please please do. Uh, Can you tell us about a really bad PD or a bad manager? And, you know, as a lesson in what not to do, what went wrong? How'd you overcome it? Uh, I would say that, you know, uh, the, the worst things that have happened to me is when a manager would try to pit me against a fellow member. I was a I was a sidekick slash producer of a morning show and the, the, the morning host was huge. It just had great ratings, a huge personality. Might not have been the easiest to manage unless you really were good at your chops of being able to manage talent. And I remember that this PD would would put it on my shoulders to get certain things done. And it, it was a horrible amount of pressure because I'd say, look, I can't I'm not in charge of this person. This person is the morning host. I don't tell them what to do. Uh, and therefore, to get me to put me in that position to get him to do what you should be able to tell him to do or whatever you want. But it was more of a, it was a rock and a hard place leveraging. Um, there wasn't a lot of respect, I think, for the success that my morning, the morning show host had. So that that's, the, you know, I, the egos have to be checked at the door. You know, um, if you if you have a great, great morning show and they're successful, no matter how difficult they may be, if they're successful and they're making the company money, it really then is incumbent upon the managers to figure out how to get that morning show to even be better, how to get them to, to, to like you so that they are happy to work with you. And not all PDs I work for 
understood that and therefore ended up being more of a hindrance than a help. Your show has always been pretty cutting edge when it comes to embracing new stuff. I mean, new tech, other platforms, you got your podcast, the Geek Nation thing, you got the social, you got the video. What would you say to a morning host who might have the same passion and drive that you do, but maybe not the same resources? Yeah, that's a, that is always a tough one is managing one's own expectations. And, and Kipper, I had that problem early in my career, and I think that was a big reason why I, 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 it took me a long time to find success. I shot myself in the foot a lot because I had these big dreams, these big hopes, but I didn't have the equipment, the tools, the team, the people to get it done. And uh, I was lucky enough to meet this artist who, um, who I, I would lament and complain, and he took out this pencil and he said, what if this was the only thing I had to work with? And I looked at him and he created great arts, watercolors, acrylics, I mean, he was amazing. And he said, but you know, there may be a time when I only have this pencil. And he goes, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna make the best pencil drawing anyone has ever seen, because that's what I have to work with. I'm not gonna cry and lament because I don't have other materials to work with. And it really stuck with me and helped me turn around. Whatever you have, work with what you have and make it the best you can. Because anybody who's a judge of talent, they don't go for the flash. Sure, I got all the videos, I got this, I got that, but at the end of the day, a great judge of talent is going to listen to me. They're going to listen to what I do, and they'll be able to call, if you will, the greatness no matter what I'm surrounded by, whether it be whether I'm surrounded by a ton of stuff or I'm surrounded by nothing, they'll listen to me. So I, that would be the advice I have is do the best you can with what you have and don't lament what you don't have. Be the greatest you can be, even if all you have is a microphone. Be amazing with that microphone and somebody will notice. That's great advice. Amen. We'd like to thank B.J. Shea. What a great talent. And by the way, the extended play version of this interview, including items trimmed for time, are in the show notes at brandwithondemand.com. And B.J., before we let you go, maybe you'll stick around to share some thoughts on things you know now you wish you'd known then. My pleasure, guys. Exploring media evolution in real time. Brandwith On Demand. Supported by TrafficCast, the leader in advanced digital traffic data, has developed the Traffic Karma computer app, launching soon with market-exclusive broadcast partners. Engage your audience. Email info at trafficcast.com. That's TrafficCast, one word with two C's in the middle. Brandwith On Demand. The stuff we know now, we wish we'd known then. Brandwood on demand. And today's big question what's one thing that you know now that you wish you knew then? Because radio is not just about on air anymore. It's about all kinds of things, right, Tipper? Indeed. And, you know, I was thinking about that. BJ, you're in the leader's seat right now. You're in the captain's chair. What do you think that people need to know that they maybe didn't think they needed to know before? Uh, well, to be, to be competitive in the coming years, you, you, I think you have to have people who know how to dance on any stage. The stage is always moving. You know, with the way that listeners and human beings in general want their entertainment, boy, they want you to go where they are and they want you to be entertaining where they are. Great point, BJ. In fact, what's important is the actual dance, the entertainment itself. And don't you think it's important that people be ready to face the audience in a number of different situations? That's going to require versatility with talent. 
and, and that's what radio needs to do is to get versatile performers who can entertain on any stage so that when the stage changes, you will be competitive. They'll know how to get it done. So, BJ, it's important that program directors find talent that have a variety of different skills. And for talent, it's important they have a variety of of different skills. If you have one trick ponies that are good at saying, uh, you know, just echoing some political opinion, or perhaps maybe they're just a shock jock person and that's all they know how to be, you're really going to be in trouble because when the stage changes, whether it be a new media rating system, whether it be just the climate of humanity and the country, you've got to be able to dance and make a change. And performing artists can do that. One trick ponies can't. So radio's got to stop looking for the one trick pony and look for true talent when they put them in the driver's seat of any personality show. So, BJ, what's the role of management? What should leadership do? That, that's what they have to do. They've got to focus on performers. So where do you put the balance between artistic endeavor and science? Science is great, but they really have to focus on the art. And right now, our business is probably, at best, 80%. All we ever talk about is strategy and science, and only 20% art. That has to change. Thanks, BJ. That was great. Hey, next time... We'll have Tracy Johnson, the great programmer and talent coach, right here in Brandwith On Demand. So if you have a question, please feel free to give us a telephonic tweet. The number 802-489-4739. Or if you're in one of those moods, 489-SPEW, area code is 802. Well, that's a wrap, Kipper. Thanks for being here, folks. We appreciate it. Until next time, here's something to think about. To get a great performance out of talent, remember, catch them doing something right. Any reuse or redistribution of brand with on demand without the express written consent of the producers is greatly appreciated. While you're at it, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and rate us in the iTunes store or wherever you get your podcast. Your feedback helps others discover Brandwith On Demand. Not your average quarter hour.